There is no one better to be than myself. There's no one better to be than myself. Today is going to be an amazing day. Today's going to be an amazing day. It's Saturday morning. What's on your to-do list this weekend? Seems like a horrendously heavy tweaking project. Whatever it is, you can do it. So talk me into it or talk me out of it. Hey. And if you need a little motivation, Lou is here to help. Sometimes you make a mistake and it's harder to fix. Oh, 100%. And he's taking your calls live right now. Wait, are you talking about my life or are you just talking about this door? And right here on House Smarts Radio. Six eleven in the morning. Kind of an interesting day today. House Smarts Radio. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. It's kind of a, uh, it is going to be an amazing day, but tomorrow is going to be more of an amazing day. And uh, I think that we got to acknowledge it this morning because uh, tomorrow is Lindsay's birthday. Those are the Mr. Fix-It singers that I brought out this morning. Thank you, kids. Thank you. One more time. Julie, sit up straight. Great. One more time. Here we go. Um, Do you like math, Lindsay? Do you like math? Oh, I'm very good at math. Oh, good job, kids. All right, go back to bed. It's way too early. They were like, please, mister, I don't get up this early. It's too early. Um, anyway, happy birthday. Tomorrow, you're, uh, tomorrow, can I say how old you're going to be? Sure. Okay. So tomorrow, you are a prime number. I am. Yeah. You're going to be 43, <coughs> correct? You're 43? What? Oh. Right? <laughs> I was trying to cover that up. Right. Um, no. Uh, yes, I will be 43. 43 is a prime number. Proud. Uh, Mark Carmen, are you a math guy? A little bit. A little bit? Don, you remember your math? I remember it. I remember numbers. Do you remember prime? Like, what is a prime number, Lindsay, on your birthday? Yeah. (laughs) What is a prime number? (laughs) It's like red and blue. Prime number is a number that can only be divided by itself and one Without a remainder. Right no, I'm not. I just I'm I am the son in law of a math teacher. I was gonna say you sound like your father in law. I do. He I would love that. that he would love that I'm talking about he's probably still asleep, but uh he would love that I'm talking about you being a prime number. So well, thus you are in your prime. Well played. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy I've got a bunch of I've birthday. got a bunch of little birthday things for oh. you. Throughout the day. So today in the special day, every time that it's like 43 past the hour, I'm going to do this. Just like, hey, it's 643. I'm just not even going to say anything. I'm going to watch the clock and then in the middle of whatever. It could be a commercial, whatever. I love it. Right. It's excellent. So I have more surprises for you. You share a lot of birthdays with a lot of celebrities. (gasps) I mean, your birthday year. I don't know if I... Oh, really? I don't know if I can name one. Well, I got a bunch. (laughs) Prepare. Be be ready. Good morning, Don. Good morning, uh, Mark. Nice to be with you this morning. Everybody's good? A little dark this morning, right? Yeah, it is kind of gloomy out there. 
Mm-hmm. A little it's hazy. Really dark. Getting some of that uh, wildfire smoke a little today again. Oof. We're in a, we're in a bad way. Yeah. With uh, this climate, whatever your m- mood is about the whole thing, but man, it something's not right. And uh, terrible thing that happened in Lahaina and Hawaii. That's awful. And you know the one thing I want to tell and Don, I, you're probably going to do stories on this too. Sure. I am nervous about. Uh, scammers coming after people to give money. Oh, so yeah. be really careful about that because everybody's kind of, you know, Hawaii has this, I mean, for me, my wife and I, the very first time we went to Hawaii was six months ago, and we were in Lahaina, just like you, Don, and Gretchen were on your uh, honeymoon just there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so then it holds this very special place for a lot of people, and you hear about Hawaii all the time, but I worry that people are going to be giving money to, like, there's a bunch of jerks that are out there to take. So just be careful and pause and look for, you know, really good organizations like, you know, the American Red Cross comes to mind. Like that's a place you can do your research and, you know, give and they'll be out there. But uh, just be very careful. Totally. It's a great point. It's the same thing happened when the the war in Ukraine first started. You oh, know, it's it was right? there's there's people that always try and take advantage of uh, of the goodwill that p- pours out from everybody when, you know, a disaster like that happens. Yeah. So huge yeah. to pay attention. You got to. Yeah. So, yeah, really be careful. Um, Lindsay, uh, uh, do, you, do you want to give me some other prime numbers that, uh, you know, on your birthday, you know, some other uh, 11, some 11 is a prime number. Yes. You 13. Stole that for me. Dang it. Two. Sorry about <laughs> Five, seven, seven. <laughs> Five is one, I think. Yeah. Forty-four. Yeah. Six uh, no. is would be incorrect. Six would be incorrect. Seven Did though. I say six? Thirty. Thirteen. Thirty. Thirty. Seventeen. Thirteen. 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 <laughs> Lou, anyway, I, I won the timetables in three in third grade. Don't mess with my math. Oh, I like that. I like <gasps> that. I believe Good. it. I believe yeah. it. I did. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that, Mark. Eight times you three, got, twenty-four. You, you get kind of that smarmy, smart guy attitude. <laughs> I like that in a in a positive way. No, I was a terrible student, but I was a great times table third grade kid. <sighs> really? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, and then you went into sports and reporting and. I learned everything. I'm so smart. <laughs> 33. That's another one, right? 33. Oh, no, 11. That would be incorrect. Three. That is incorrect. Uh, no. Dang it. And I'm 37? In... 37 is uh, All right, here they are. Here they are. 2, 3, 5. These are the ones under 100. 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, 29, Mark Carmen's age, 31, 37, 41, 43, the number of the day, 47, 53, 59, 61, 67, 71, 73, 79, 83, 89, and 97. Nice. That's our, uh, that ends our math portion of the House Marts Radio this morning. So uh, that could be a new thing. Our word of the day will be coming up after 7 o'clock this morning. Oh, we can right have a prime now, number of the day. Right. Right, prime numbers. Before we do that, we remember we call you, you don't call us. 857-5574 Happy birthday. Spin the wheel. Who are we gonna call this morning? Um, and they're gonna get a House Marts Radio pin. Oh, all right. Go to the south side. <clears throat> Let's give a call here. 
657 We'll go to uh, Tinley Park, and this is Matt. He's our first caller on House Smarts Radio. Matt, good morning. Hey, good morning, Luke. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I got a quick question for you, and I hope it's not too silly, but um, we had water in our basement. I got a tri-level in Tinley. Um, I had to take the walls out. I found mm. mold on the drywall. I found mold on my paneling. Uh, we had our crawl space cemented and foam sealed 16, 17 years ago, and I had to remove some of that foam off the wall, and they told me I could put, like, great stuff or something in to replace it, which is cool. But I'm looking at, like, five, four, four or five different versions of the great stuff. Does it really matter what type of great stuff I use on the wall? Well, how, how, big of, how big of an area are we talking about? Oh, it's pretty small. It's only maybe six inches across, five and four feet up. <clears throat> so, and then how big of a gap are you filling that you're going to foam up? Like when you when you put it in there, are you trying to build it up to be like a couple of inches? Yeah, it should be about two, three inches yeah. thick. Whatever <laughs> I have on the wall is what I want to match. Basically, okay. what I took off, I want to replace. I mean, so the the. The garden variety great stuff really overexpands a lot, which if it does, then you can just you can cut it once it dries, you know. But um, yeah, I just I just used on a project Loctite makes a uh, and DAP. Everybody makes it now. It's not just great stuff. They make yeah. they make a big gap one that is kind of a white color instead of yellow. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the color is, but <clears throat> it was. It was super sticky, which I would definitely wear gloves because when you get this on your hands, it's impossible to get off. So make sure you wear some gloves. Uh, yes. But And make sure you clean off the area to get rid of any dust. And, you know, spray a little bit on there and just give it a second to expand so you see how much to put on there because we all overspray. I'd get a couple of cans because it, you, you go through it pretty quickly. And uh, it really doesn't matter. It's the thickness that's going to give you the R value. And matching that is right. the most important thing. What you know? What else I would so do? So wait, where where you're going to fill it? Is there is there insulation on both sides? It's foam seal all around, and I yeah yeah yeah. But like, is that out, which is worth right? So there's a little section, almost like a hole in the foam seal. Yeah, it's a six inch gap that I cut off the wall. That's where the leak is. They're going to plug the leak. Thursday, hopefully, and then uh, I wait a few days, make sure I don't have any more leaks yeah, yeah, in water, yeah. and yeah, and then and and where you fixing and where you're gonna and where you're gonna fit where you're gonna fill it, it's gonna have like something to go up against so it can expand, right? It's not like out in the open. Yeah, that's yeah, my. No, it'll be next to the the wood, and it'll be on the the, the foundation. That's so, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it well, should the work. Big gap. It, that's what I, I the guess, big gap. Get the big the gap stuff. With, yep. Get a couple of cans, awesome. and yeah, it's always good to have that around. I appreciate you being our first caller. Good luck with the project. Thanks so much. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Hi. Good morning. Thank you. I I love your show. You teach me so much about homes that I never knew, and I really appreciate it. It's- You're listening to Lou. Hi, Lou. I have a stamped concrete pool deck. 
And some of the corners on it are starting to chip. And he's here to help you. I have a question about repiping my house. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Six twenty-six in the morning. Lou Manfredini with you. House Smarts Radio. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Dave in Lockport. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Lou. How can I help you, sir? Uh, hopefully you can help me. Um, I have one of the uh, anti or non-slip rug pads underneath some uh, rugs in my kitchen, which I just recently had refinished. And I shouldn't say re- I shouldn't say recently. <laughs> okay. Um. We, we didn't put the rugs down for probably about three to four weeks. So with that said, now when you pull up, because uh, we have a small one in front of our kitchen sink, when you, pull up a, when you pull it up, if you pull up the actual anti-slip pad, you can see the, the marks are on the floor. But it's not like there's an actual, an actual piece of it there. It's just you can see the marks inside the uh, floor. What's, what is the floor? What what is it? What what's the material the floor is made out of? Um, it's a hardwood. It's hardwood. It's, I think it's a like a pre-finished. Okay, but it's a it's a, it's a hard it's a, hardwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and when you take up the so is it? It's leaving some sort of residue. Can you wipe that mark up or no? No. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to scratch it. I guess. No, no, no. You don't want to do. I haven't that. really tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I bet you. You know, you might. Ju- and so, let me ask you this: then the anti. So the pad that you're using is it? Is it a newer pad? Is it an older pad? To, you know, is it? Because I mean, if it's old, it's new. It's new. Okay. So obviously, it's leaving some sort of residue on there. But what I would do first is let's see if we can wipe it up and just for, just take like. Um, <clears throat> a sponge and some dish soap, right? Warm water, okay. go with the grain. Don't scrub it. Just use the sponge. I mean, you can put a little pressure with the sponge because it's not uh, abrasive, but and just see if that wipes it up. And if it does, you know, and you get that away, I would buy a different pad because it's obviously reacting with it. Now, this rug, have you ever thought about, instead of a rug, using one of these anti-fatigue mats in front of the sink. The reason yeah. I the reason I say that is we have hardwood flooring in our home in our kitchen and we have this uh, it's probably this one's a little longer. It might be 4 feet wide and it they come in different colors. It's kind of a brown that matches the color of the rug. It it by itself is the anti-skid. You know what I mean? You don't need anything underneath it. Sure. It's comfortable to stand on. And when I vacuum around the, uh, uh, you know, the, the island where this is, it's a, the sink is in an island, there's no residue. There's no discoloration. Um, there's a company called Wellness Mat that makes these. They're not inexpensive, but they're really nice. And you can get them in different lengths colors textures um you know they can get wet you can just when if you drip water on it just take the dish rag and wipe it up but i would wipe up there and not use that pad because it's obviously reacting with the wood and that's not a good thing 
There's nothing else besides just uh, trying some Dawn soap. I wouldn't go anything more. I I think that that'll do it. I mean, if it's not been down there for a long time, that should do it. No problem. How about Murphy's? That's really not a cleaner. It's not for anything when there's discoloration. It's a, I'm not a huge Murphy's fan because it leaves an oil residue. The Dawn dishwashing soap or whatever you use will be a better thing to break down the uh, whatever's there. I mean, you could even you could go to even if you want something more aggressive, full strength crud cutter. Um, but I would start with the dish soap. Okay. All right, bud. Appreciate you calling this morning. It is. in the morning on the day before Lindsay's birthday. Let's go into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Klepper. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini. How can I help you? Our dishwasher smells. Yes, good morning, Mr. Lou. Sir, I have a problem with my boiler. We have been uh, plagued with fruit flies. Uh-oh. We've apple cider vinegar. We've crushed bananas. I've sprayed them with Windex when I see them. He's taking your calls live right now. Well, are you watching my big fat Greek wedding? Put some Windex. Oh, oh. God, please, please. Is that what you were doing from that scene where you just spray everything with Windex? <laughs> this works. Let's get back to it and back to Lou. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. 857-557-4-Lou. 857-557-4568. Go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Wanda in Lockport. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. I need to say you're sounding kind of nefarious today. Oh, Wanda, you're coming. Last week's word. That was last week's word, but I'll take it, Wanda. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Good job for those not listening last week, but that's good. How how may I help you? Although, is it good? Uh, That old house that we're renovating, it has a limestone foundation, and I went down there to drain the boiler, and I noticed that some of the limestone, the filling between, is crumbling. What can I put on there to prevent that? You mean you mean the joints between the limestone, like the mortar joints? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure what they used in 1883. Well, but it's not staying there now. They we don't they don't carry that in the stores anymore. But um, what I would do is wherever those joints are, scrape out as much as you can. And um, I would I would just use. I'm not really worried about staining the limestone, so. I would get a, a mortar mix, depending on how much you have to uh, fill. You can buy a, a bag of mortar mix as small as 10 pounds, or then, you know, they make like a 40-pound bag. Mix it up. You're yeah. going to need a tuck-pointing tool, which is kind of a metal, mm, almost, it's not a cake-decorating tool, but it has a, it's a little bent metal that has a round edge. You'll use a trowel. It looks like a, like a, a pie scooper. Sorta, yeah. Well, that no, that's the trowel. So you'll use that, but then you'll use this pointing tool. As you hold the mortar underneath the joint, you'll use the pointing tool to drive it into the joint, and then come across it to finish it off. That mortar inside of there will help to stabilize the limestone so it doesn't move anymore. Now, depending on the type of you know moisture that you get through there. It might be something that falls out in a couple of years, and you may have to go back and address it again. But 
Just a simple mortar mix, a couple of those tools to do it, and take your time. Now, some of the stone has this white coating on it, like they've put something on it before. Is that like an air barrier, or is that for sealing? Uh, I mean, if it's a... It could be some type of, you know, one, a very popular uh, finish in basement walls is a, a, a paint uh, material called dry lock, which is, does have some moisture barrier capabilities, but it's not going to really stop any water, and it could be that. But just make sure that the area where you're going to do the tuck pointing, you scrape that away so it's clean and the mortar has something to grab onto. Okay. Sounds good. I love I love when the call starts with I went downstairs and I drained my boiler. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great day. I'm yeah. getting ready to run into work. <laughs> All right, good luck. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4 Lou 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh let's talk with um let's see. I think this is Ken in Crown Point. Hey Ken, good morning. Hi, good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I appreciate it. Sure. So I've got a house that was built in around 1965. It's got a crawl space under about half of it, about a 1,000 square feet. Um, getting a real musty smell in the house. Um, it's got a dirt, sandy dirt floor. There's really nothing over it. In the crawl, spa- in the cra- in the crawl space. In the crawl space, correct. Uh, concrete block walls. There's about four... Oh, small vent, I guess you call them, um, to the outside. So I guess I, my question is, who is, do you have a recommendation on who to call to take a look at that, to maybe get it sealed? Yeah. What should I ask them or what should I be looking for when they come out to, to you know, look at it and get an estimate? We're working on a project right now. I'm working on a project in Evanston right now, and their house has two crawl spaces. And um, I had Permaseal come out and do the encapsulation in both crawl spaces. And so that mm-hmm. musty smell, <clears throat> the one crawl space had some uh, uninvited uh, skunks living in there. And so the odor was, oh, no. the odor was awful. And there was oh, <laughs> residue from them living there, you know, not to go into you know, gory details, but it was nasty. And uh, oh. we, we cleaned it up as best we could. Um, but uh, they came in, they cleaned it all up, leveled it off, put in their uh, their uh, their encapsulation material, which is kind of this white, heavy, very heavy, uh, flexible material that they put on the floor and then go up the sides of the foundation. They even vent underneath there. The transformation can is unbelievable. And um, I had to go. I had to go into that crawl space to do some additional work that we're working on, you know. And I'm crawling around in there, mm-hmm. but it's all clean and white. And I mean, I, I I brought in a big light so I could see what I was doing. I was like, oh, my, I I could take a nap in here. It was so nice. <laughs> and so uh, something like that. If you give Permaseal a call and talk to them about their encapsulation uh, program, okay, I think it'll 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 do a bunch of different things. It should help with the odor. It will make that space look more inviting and clean someday when you go to sell it. It's the kind of thing where people, you know, open up, well, what's behind this? And they look inside a crawl, and they're nervous, right. and then they see it and go, wow, that's great. And it just, to me, it it really kind of shows that you have a well-maintained home. Okay. What about 
um, like, do you put a dehumidifier in there afterwards, or does that? Well, I mean that that, a- that is something you could talk with them. They also offer a more commercial grade system uh, called their Sanidry system that could be beneficial to you. But to me, I would start with the encapsulation, give it a month, and you know, if all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, problem solved, this is awesome. You don't need to make the additional investment in the in the dehumidifier, but then if you still need to, then you could talk to them about that. Okay, and then uh, talking about the investment, um, uh, any thoughts on like about a thousand square feet? You know, am I looking at three thousand? Am I looking at seven thousand? Uh, you're Just probably. I mean, roughly. if I, I mean, we had. Two, three, I don't know that we had those crawl spaces are a thousand square feet, but you know, you're probably in the five thousand dollar range. Okay. You know, you got All it's, right, it's a crew of a few, a couple of two, three people. They got to level stuff out. I mean, it's, you know, they were there all day. So, I mean, you know, okay. they got, and they had all this material and it's know how. So, but it is money well spent in my book. Okay. All right. Well, I will give Permaseal a call. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great day, Ken. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. If you're just waking up this morning, uh, Lindsay's 43rd birthday is tomorrow. Obviously, we won't be on the air. And I said every time that it's 43 on the clock, you will hear this, which now it's not. It's 46. So that in three years, if we're still working together, I'll do on your birthday. Which, by the way, how long have we been working together? You were, wait, so wait, you were 26 when we Um, started working together. Well, yeah, 27, I think. I think you just turned 27. Go, do like what Mary Beth says, because Mary Beth always says, I was 23 when we got married, which she Mm. was, and then a week later she turned 24, which is still pretty young (laughs) to get married to me. (laughs) So does she say 23 or 24? 23. She was 23. Legally. Legally, right, right. She was legal. Anyway, happy birthday. Thanks. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 857-5574. Lou, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Up on the roof. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Hey, I have icicles on my house. Does that mean I'm losing heat? Helping homeowners from coast to coast. Now, there's a product. It's called Roof melt those little discs that you throw up on the roof to melt the ice yes ma'am and he wants to help you i don't know if you if you've got a good hook shot but how's your basketball game i'm 79 well, so my hook shot probably isn't too good <laughs> if you need help with your hook shot or anything else under your roof lou's standing by here he is now on house smarts radio when this world starts getting me down and people are just too much for me to such a good song. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOO. This is Mike in Chesterton, Indiana. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How may I help you? Well, I'm working on a project. We got uh, it's a modular house from the 90s or so, and we're uh, the subfloor in the the bathroom was kind of rotten around the toilet and the shower, so we were taking it out, and uh, we've got all the sections out, but the, it's all particle board, and it's really glued down to the floor joist, and we're just having a tough time getting the last, getting the joist cleaned off of all the particle board that's glued and stapled down. Uh, 
try to like a grinding tool and it just kind of gouges the joist as much as it takes away the particle board and i was wondering if it's even that important to get all that stuff off if we're not planning on putting tile on the new floor what are you uh, gonna does it even matter well but what, okay but so you've exposed the joist correct yeah so we've got it all cut out except for the joists that are running you know in the bathroom yep and then we're gonna put down a new subfloor on top of that yes okay and when when you say to me uneven, how uneven is it? Well, uh, along the top of all the joists, it's just there's a layer of glued down particle board. So when the, as we rip the boards up, it would just the the subfloor would come up, but the it would be all glued to the top of the yeah, joist. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it would yeah, break yeah. away because it was just. I mean, I, w- I want some of that up, um, and I mean. You don't happen to own a multi-tool, do you? Well, we've bought a few different tools trying to get this. We don't. We're not. We're not buying like the super expensive one. We're just going to the Harbor Freight and getting you know the mid-grade thirty-dollar grinder and you know oscillating tools that we've tried. Okay, so, so you I did try. You, so you did. Enough. Well, you did try an oscillating tool. Yeah, we've tried that, but I don't know if it was just not a powerful enough one because you know it's just a twelve volt handheld one they had for yeah, thirty yeah. bucks. Yeah, right, right. I mean, the it, it the, with that, it's all about the blades, getting the right blades to do it. And the thing is, is that as you're grinding or as you're trying to get underneath, you know, you're going to carefully get underneath the plywood and the glue, but then you're going to hit a staple or a nail, right? And the minute right. and the minute you hit that, the blade's no good because it's designed for wood. Now they make multi-tool blades that are designed for uh, like demolition, so they're a little more. They're like a carbide tip blade so with your $30 tool you're going to go buy a $5 blade right uh more than $5 and put that on there and clean that up as much as possible then when you put down the new subfloor you're going to glue it again uh, i know you went through all this craziness with the glue but you're going to for sure glue it again with uh like a PL200 or even liquid nails is fine and then you're going to screw the new plywood down not nail it with a like a coated deck screw okay all right they make um a couple of uh deck screws out there that are um uh they're coated they have a torx head on them they're self tapping so they work really well they grind right through the Hillman makes some really nice deck screws that, uh, you know, buy a box of those to do it all. But you have to get that as smooth as possible. Otherwise, that floor is going to squeak like a mama. Gotcha. Okay. That's regardless of what we put on, it's just going to squeak. Okay. Not regardless. If you don't get it smooth, it's going to squeak. So you need to get it as smooth as possible so that plywood, you know, adheres to the joist and then you glue it and screw it down. Gotcha. So the, the it's the blade that we're using on our oscillating tool Correct. is the problem because I did it. hit a nail with it and, and I didn't realize it would just burn the blade up. Burn the blade right up. You need a you need a carbide tip blade on your thirty dollar Harbor Freight tool. That tool <laughs> it'll do no 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 it'll do it'll do this job, but it'll probably that's the only job it'll ever do. And then you'll throw the thing away. And I get it. We all have a budget. Um and you know, Harbor Freight has great deals on inexpensive tools, but you know, get this thing to, with the right blade. Um, take the tool with you and go to like a, a big box or a hardware store. Get the right carbide tip blade. Buy a couple of them, 
and finish the project off, glue it, screw it, and you'll be good to go. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574, Lua Broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. And the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. Open the morning and out to school. Time now for our word of the day. I don't understand. Some of the words are a little too sophisticated for you. It doesn't make any sense. It might be paradoxical on a home improvement show. Well, of course it does. It's smart. I used a thesaurus. On every word? Yep. But we like to teach you a thing or two. They are warm, nice people with big hearts. And that became their humid, prepossessing homo sapiens with full-sized aortic pumps. Now back to Lou on House Smarts Radio. Up in the morning and out to school. Welcome back. House Smarts Radio, 7-11 in the morning. After 7 o'clock, we do our word of the day. And the word of the day, Mark Carmen and Don Kleppen and Bob Ferguson listening quietly in his engineering post, is beleaguer. Mm, excellent word. It's a verb. Uh, Lindsay, who is uh, having a birthday today, is Lindsay's an A-leaguer. Causes problems and is difficult. I am beleaguered by my birthday. You're beleaguered by your birthday. <laughs> beleaguered cause problems and difficulties for the attempts to answer several questions that beleaguer the industry. As an example of that the was word, an example. yes. Can you beleaguer. repeat the definition again, please? The definition is cause problems or difficulties for. So someone could call in and say, oh, I'm beleaguered by this foundation problem. Well done. It's a tough one, Lou. I don't yeah. know if I've ever That's used beleaguer in a sentence. Well, I mean, we what was the word? Uh, oh, oh, last week it was nefarious, and Don's like, oh, yeah, I use that all the time. Nefarious. Just like, just like oh, yeah, nefarious? <laughs> That's nothing. Classic. Nefarious. I used it three times last week. <laughs> And then Don, you got to be careful, Carmen, because he shows off. He does like multiple words. I'll try and throw so, it in a couple of times in the newscast, you know. Right. Just to, so that's your goal today. Um, oh, by the way, uh, we mentioned that tomorrow's your birthday, your 43rd birthday. Um, 43rd president of the United States? Anyone? George W. George W. 43. Yep. I was going in my head, Washington, Adams. All right. And so uh, other, um, Back other been people that share a birthday with you, born in the same birth year as you, as an example, Macaulay Culkin. Whoa. Huge. Kevin. Rebel Wilson. Fun. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell. Ah. Very nice. We love her. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, mm. Right. Your pe- these are your people. Christina Aguilera. Right. 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 Um, this one will, will ring true for you and you'll really be excited about this one. Ryan Gosling. There it oh, is. Ryan. Ken. Ken himself. You too. It could have, you had a moment at Barbie together, right? <laughs> you and Barbie and Ken. And finally, oh, the I thing you'll be saying. most excited, you and wait, hold on. Oh, Where is it? Ready. Kim Kardashian. Oh, my Whoa. girl. Yeah, you're yes. like twins. We love <laughs> so many things I could say that I can't say in the air. No, you cannot. So no, happy. do not. I'm, you're not allowed to say anything about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> or KK. Ryan Gosling. Or, <laughs> don't say anything about that. All right, people, your word is beleaguered. Word of the day.
be a great sponsorship opportunity, don't you think? Mm-hmm. 857-5574, Lou, 857-5574-568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines this morning. This is Tony in Lincolnshire. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm well. What's up? Yeah, I'm trying to replace a uh, piece of concrete. It's a triangular shape, about each leg is about five inches. It's probably about three inches deep, and I'm not really versed at repairing uh, concrete. And just wondering if you could maybe help me out, walk me through it. Uh, I did one time try to do something with concrete, and the problem was I couldn't get it smooth. All the you know all the stones and everything uh, kind of came to the surface. Right. How do I? Let's do okay. So you said so you said it's a little. Uh, it's a, fi- a triangle. It's a lip of the dry, yes. And it's five. Triangle shape. The lip of the, five by five, and then does it? Squ- then does the other leg of the triangle come across? No, it's like no, it's like five by five by five. I mean, it's, got it. It's, it's true. And is the it's line is the lines of against the other concrete? Are those lines straight? Uh, no, they're kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's been broken off, so it's okay. jagged. All right, so here's what I want you to do. Uh, do you own a circular saw? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want you to, when you go to the hardware store, you're going to buy a couple things. I want you to buy a masonry blade for the circular saw, so like a seven and a quarter okay. inch masonry blade. You're gonna buy a okay. you're gonna buy a bag of sand mix, not concrete mix. Okay. And then uh, maybe like some kind of trowel, uh, or if you you know okay. some, to do some smoothing of the thing. Now, you're gonna take a straight edge or a level or something on that corner, and you're gonna draw two straight lines on that tr- those two legs of the triangle. Okay. And then you're going to okay. take you're going to take your uh, masonry blade on the circular saw and cut those lines so you get a nice straight edge. And I need okay. that I need it to be at least a half an inch deep. Okay, yeah, that's not a problem. Now you're going to break that piece off so you got a nice clean two clean lines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to take some masking tape, and you're going to tape off those two lines on the old concrete. Okay. You're going to mix the sand mix with water in a bucket. You're going to pour that into that hole and use the trowel to make it nice and smooth. And you may even want to take a little, uh, like a broom or something, once it kind of gets all settled in there, to dr- to put a little... Um, some little broom marks in it so you know it matches the rest of the concrete per se okay let that dry take up the tape i can get you a job if it works out well as a finisher with andreas and sons you know the concrete people <laughs> okay right so it's just a, just a sand mix i don't need a concrete mix huh no not for that cuz the thing with that small of a hole exactly what you said you'll get too much concrete you won't get the sand mix will be nice and smooth for you it will dry a different color, but so would the concrete, but it eventually it'll blend in. But the secret sauce in this, Tony, is the cutting so you have a straight edge for that concrete to go against, and then the masking tape so you don't, you know, make a mess on the old concrete, then it looks like okay? t- it looks like Tony did it. 
All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, Tony. Good luck. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. The screen door slams. Mary's dress sweet. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the, the radio plays. He's ready to take your calls. I'm your guy. What can I do for you? Right here, let me dust myself off. And help you with your house. I'm chewing on some beef jerky and I got a screwdriver in my back pocket. How can I help you? Now back to the man of the hour. Oh, Lou, you are the man. Ooh. Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Hey, what else can we only took 28 years. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Sandy in Harvard. Hi, Sandy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. How may I help you this morning? Well, I've been considering putting in um, or having installed a generator at my house. And I'd like some information and pick your brain about generators. I am a, a boy, I'm a big fan of backup generators. And um, we have, uh, we are fortunate enough to. You know, I have a home in, in Chicago, and we have a, a another home in southeastern Wisconsin, and both homes have backup generators. And the one in Chicago, we've had Max's 22. It's been there 20 years. And um, it's an automatic standby generator. That particular one is a, a Briggs & Stratton unit. And... Um, tests itself once a week and it will power that particular one only powers key portions of the of the house so like the furnace you know that what you're going to pay when you do a backup generator you have some choices right you can either do a complete transfer switch and power the entire home i mean everything right or you can Say, I just need the furnace to work and a few lighting circuits, you know, the refrigerator, whatever. That's what we initially did 20 years ago in uh, our home in Chicago. In our home in Wisconsin, I have a full generator by a company called Champion, which is a, a little-known company. I mean, most people know of Generac and Kohler, um, which are really fine companies that have been in that business for a long time. Champion is a... It's actually a Wisconsin-based company. So is um, Generac. Um, But they make these really nice whole house generators. You have to get them professionally installed. And um, Yeah, well, I wouldn't do it. No, no, no. No, no, no. But, I mean, because there's a fair amount of electrical uh, connecting. They'll typically run off of the natural. You have natural gas in the home currently? No, I have propane. Okay. So they do offer that as well. That'll run off the propane. And um, it's really, quite frankly, uh, Sandy. It's once it's installed, you they schedule a, an, a the the unit exercises once a week. So 
Thursday at two in the afternoon, you'll hear the thing kick on for 10 minutes, right? And it's just running. You know, it's running. It's testing all the systems. It's not engaging anything whatsoever. When the power goes out, you'll, power goes out, you'll hear a click more than likely. And there'll be a pause where you'll be without power for probably 30 seconds. That thing will kick on and everything fires back oh, up again. Oh, good. Yeah, I was hoping you didn't have to be like go down the basement and flick something to get it to work, you know. Right, right. So, um, you know, you can do your homework down in Harvard. You know, you, you've got to probably go to websites like Briggs & Stratton or um, – Kohler or Generac to find a dealer that installs them by you. Um, you know, in the right. I did that, but I thought maybe you might have a better, you know, recommendation. Well, I don't. I don't have anybody in Harvard uh, that that uh, that would go that far. I mean, like somebody like uh, uh, Arnold Electric, they do them. Uh, some of the heating and cooling uh, companies do them as well because you know there's gas running, but. You really need an electrician to do all that, and um, uh, let let you keep listening and let me do a little investigation and see if I can find somebody in Harvard that can come out there. Okay, I I did find one, of course, you know, googling it, but and it had good reviews. I mean, I always read the reviews because mm-hmm. I well, obviously, mm-hmm. you just want to get a better idea. Of yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know. Right. Uh, the key. Just like anything, right? So the the the, the products themselves, Generac, Champion, um, Kohler, those are all really good products. And so you're looking for people that are installing those, and then the the installation is the key as well. They have to put in what's called a transfer switch. You have to make a decision to find out, uh, you know, when you, um, like what systems you want to run. If you want to just do. The, mm-hmm. the easiest thing to do would be a transfer switch and feed into your electrical panel, um, and then it would just power the whole house. And then you're probably talking, depending on how big your home is, it could be either a 15KW or a 20KW, which is the wattage that it puts out um, to, to fire everything up. But um, there's a lot I'd of... I probably tra- have about, I don't know, 1,200 square feet. Yeah. I- about how much do you suppose a whole house would be versus? I, I mean, you're probably at a 15 kW for a house like that. And what would be the you know like approximate? How much am I going to pay to get this thing installed? Mm, with a propane system, I mean, it can be anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars. Wow, it's more than I thought. Yeah, they're not cheap. But it is an added value proposition, and if you're concerned about losing power and, you know, being without, uh, you know, with with from a standpoint of where we are with all these, you know, God forbid, fires and things like that, where power systems can yeah. be, it, 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 is a, it is a value-added proposition when you go to sell the house someday, in my opinion. Now, if I just went partial or, you know... It doesn't save you. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't save you that much because they still have to do all that work and run all the circuitry. Right. So it might save you. It, it, I mean, it might save you a couple thousand dollars, which I mean is is money. But it isn't like wow, for two thousand dollars, I can just do the whole house. You know what I mean? And right. so, yeah, that's where you kind of have to do your. Uh, you know, you, you have to put a pencil to paper. Keep listening, and let me see if I can find somebody. 
uh, out in Harvard that I'm, that we're connected with. At least you have that peace of mind. And let me just let me make a couple of quick text messages to some of the folks that I know and see if we can find you somebody that'll go out to Harvard. Appreciate the phone call. Are you getting attacked by mosquitoes? Are Noodaloo too? Which is really a Nuda Lindsay 2, not a Nuda Lu 2, because I'm very familiar with this product, but boy, does it work, and it's worth repeating. That's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Now for Noodle Loo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to Loo. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Loo. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, baby. Everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Loo 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. Our Noodle Loo 2, sponsored by. ChevyDriveChicago.com When you need a new ride, yep, you need a new Chevy. I was outside and got bit by a mosquito and I'm still scratching it on my wrist. Like to the point where, you know, you scratch it and scratch it and then it gets like a scab and then, it, you know, then you got to put a band-aid on it. Which is the worst. And then it bleeds and then you're like, and it, then it's still itchy and you can't itch it anymore, or because you know because it's now you got a band aid and it's still it, now I'm scratching now everybody's starting to scratch. Um, I was at uh, we were the, the other night. I didn't even tell you this. We went to Ravinia and we saw John Legend on stage at Ravinia. Ooh. He was so good, but I was getting bitten by mosquitoes on my ankles. It was such a good show, and uh, he's such a talented guy. And it was kind of like. John Legend one-man show, and he was kind of telling the stories. It was just him and a piano on stage, kind of telling his whole life story. And the the uh, influence that Chicago had on him with uh, different musicians and whatnot here in Chicago was really quite prominent. Um, and uh, it was a very good show, but it was full of mosquitoes. Not full of mosquitoes, but it was mosquito-y. Ooh, and they do a pretty good job of, like, Mosquito, de-mosquitoing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. We were in the pavilion, and uh, it, it was, it was I, I don't want to say it was mosquito-y. I got bit, and I'm still scratching, yeah. but it was such a good show. Tonight, by the way, not that I want to be Mr. Concert, but we're going to see Kenny Loggins at Ruminia. Oh, my gosh. Right? That'll be fun. I love, that'll be so fun. So fun. Anyway, that has nothing to do with our Noodle Loot 2, other than if you get bitten by a mosquito... Other than you might want to bring this new Tulutu with you tonight. While these summer days mean fun in the sun and a bunch of time outdoors, it also means mosquito season. And since I'm so sweet, I am a mosquito magnet. And for whatever reason, I don't just get a little red itchy bump. I get a welt. And so do my kids. And these things itch like the dickens until we break skin pretty much. So when a friend I was complaining to told me to drop everything and buy a bug bite thing, I figured the $10 investment was worth a try. Now, I'm sure you've seen these things around. They're not new, but I've never bought one because truthfully, I thought it was another gimmick. I believe the bug bite thing was invented by a mom like me who had the same problem and in turn brought her idea to Shark Tank and since then it's taken off. 
actually named the bug bite thing. The tool is a small plastic device that looks like a syringe, and it apparently sucks mosquito saliva right out of the infected areas. Place the suction over the bite, use your index and middle finger to pull up the lever, and basically give yourself a big hickey for 20 seconds to extract or vacuum the venom. Now, I wasn't impressed the first few times I used it, and I looked like I had just had a makeout session with my leg. However, come to find out the best and most effective time to use the bug bite thing is right after you get bit. That is the ideal sucking time. So ideally, you want to have this thing with you in your bag or your car or your pocket if you know you'll be spending time outdoors. And probably not a bad idea to buy a few of them. If you use it early enough, it speeds healing and reduces swelling and itching. So now that I know the trick, I'm kind of obsessed. And maybe it's all in my mind, but I swear it actually works. In addition to mosquitoes, you can apparently use it on bites from flies, chiggers, noceums, sea lice. Haven't tested on any of these yet, but great. It also claims to work on bee and wasp stings and even to remove splinters. It's small enough to fit in your pocket, doesn't require charging or special batteries, and is easy enough for kids to use on themselves. At less than 10 bucks, the bug bite thing is definitely worth a try, in my opinion, if you get nasty bug bites like me. Because let's be honest, even the best bug sprays don't keep all those skeeters away. For more information, check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel, and be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. Just so we're clear... My wife, Mary Beth, loves the bug bite thing. Really? Oh, my gosh. It's great. Well, thanks for sharing. I just found found out about this. Thing, yeah? Like, last week. Yeah. It's been out forever. I thought it was silly. I thought it was dumb. It's like a syringe backwards. Yes. A backwards syringe. With no I needle. So, I mean, it if you... Seem, go ahead. It doesn't seem to give anybody else hickeys, but I do get red marks. Like, when I did it, one of my friends... You're, that I was you know why? You're sensitive. I am sensitive. You're they young. I got, You're only you know 43. That, you know that spa treatment or whatever it is, that treatment where they do the cups and they like suck your skin and I feel like celebrities always have them. There, sure. Like, okay. Like I'll, I'll go along. Somebody sure. asked if I had those done. Really? You're like, oh yeah. You were like, oh yes, I was just at the spa. Ah, uh, no, I just. I was in my living room. Venom from my <laughs> it really does work, but you're absolutely right. You have to do it right away. Right. <clears throat> like, oh my gosh, I, you know, and the thing is, people that are allergic to bee stings, you know, that are really allergic, they should have one of these. Because if you were stung by a bee, yeah. like as you're going to obviously take whatever medicine you would take, you know, people are, you put this on and suck that, the venom right out. The splinter thing, I'm very curious to try because I don't see, I mean, it's not, doesn't suck that hard. It says it works on splinters. I think you would uh, you would have to have help with it. In other words, if you did it to a person, like if you had a splinter, the thing is, is that it could, I don't know, the splinter, I think it would have to be just right, right? Because if it's really in there, I mean, it would loosen the skin up because that's the thing that, you know, that could work. Uh, by the way, I know it's your birthday and it's not just all about your birthday, but I was just texting was with... You know, we, we own a, a hardware store out in Villa Park. I was texting with our uh, store manager, Dave. We do sell the bug bite thing at the Villa Park Ace. It's there. there. If you're in, And today is our 10th anniversary of the store. So, um, which is crazy. Uh, is and, crazy. Uh, you know, not, this is, a, you know, not a promotional announcement, but I'm super proud of uh, of that whole staff over there. My wife and I are just elated, Dave and... Jim and uh, 
Leon and uh, Ron, who've been with us all 10 years there, which is crazy. And it was just like yesterday. We did a live broadcast from there 10 years ago. Remember? I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, if you're in the Villa Park area, come out and see us today. I'm going to be there later on this morning um, uh, after like 1230. And uh, so we'd love to say hello and come out there and you can buy the bug bite thing. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to all of you. Yeah. Good work. That's yeah. crazy. Thank Good you. you. Uh, eight five. Oh, look at you. I missed the 43. It was in the middle of us talking. I was talking. Just so shy. I was like, how is he really going to? 43? That's a, it's a lot order. on your birthday. Yeah. Love you. She goes back to bed. Happy birthday. There you go. Happy birthday. It's like they're my real pals. They are. It's 747 in the morning. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Good morning. It's a new day. Time to get to work. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini right here on House Smarts Radio. Well, I move my body just like this. I don't know why, but I feel like Lou. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. This is Jeff in Mundelein. Jeff, hey. good morning. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm well. How may I help you this morning? Well, you know what, Lou? I get a beleaguered feeling after I turn on my shower and the drain starts to smell after a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nicely bath, done. Nicely done. You like that? Well played? Well played. So I have a master bath standalone shower. Um, there's no hair in it. The drain is clean. And after I use the shower for a couple of minutes, uh, it's, it, there's like a, a sewer smell. Um, I've been using various drain cleaners, and uh, it it subsides, but then it always comes back. Can so you kind of where I'm Can at. you take the um, the screen on the drain on the top? Can that come off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want you to take that off, and I want you to take a toilet brush, and okay. I want you to and, and when when you take you you have no leaks as far as you know, right? There's no water in the ceiling below or anything like that. Not that I've seen, no. Okay. So take the toilet brush, stick it inside the pipe, and then take some pine okay. saw on the uh, on top of the brush, and then carefully up and down, all the way down to the trap, scrub the side okay. walls of the drain. What happens with okay. shower drains and vanity drains and even sink uh, kitchen sink drains, you get a buildup of gunk on the outside. The minute you start to take a shower... And the water warms up and the drain warms up, that's where you get the smell. Right. So if we right. scrub that sidewall with the pine saw and clean it all up. Now, mind you, when you put that uh, toilet brush down in there, when you pull it back up, it's going to, sp- you know, like flick in your face. So just be careful that you're not like over the top of it, like, oh my God, this is disgusting. 
Um, but just, you know, it's all your gunk. Anyway, uh, clean it all up and and really scrub the sidewalls, then rinse it, scrub it a little bit more, and I will bet you dimes to dollars uh, that you will be beleaguered by that problem no more. <laughs> Hey, if, if it's not, if that doesn't solve the problem, then what would be the next step? That will solve the problem. You guarantee? I am, I'm guaranteeing it. And if it doesn't solve right. the problem, do not call me back. No. <laughs> okay. No, it, I, 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 I will bet you, uh, I will bet you it will work because exactly what you're describing, I've, I've heard this a thousand times, and that's exactly what it is, just a buildup of, you know, the shampoo and the soap and whatever. It's on that side walls. And because when you get out of the shower, right, in the morning when you come in, first thing, there's no smell. Right. Right. The drain is heating exactly. up. The gunk is loosening up. That's why you smell it, and you'll solve this problem. Well, I look forward to loosening up my gunk. <laughs> okay, I'm hanging up on you now. <laughs> Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. A couple other uh, things that I want to tell you about, uh, which is a good one. Family Fest over at Misericordia is returning, and that will be Sunday, September tenth, um, from eleven a.m. to six p.m. on the campus of Misericordia at sixty three hundred North Ridge Avenue. That's at Devon in Chicago. Uh, tickets to get in, adults are $10, children uh, 5 bucks. There'll be a cash raffle, uh, children's games, uh, chance games, in-crowd entertainers, uh, raffles, car raffles. You can buy goodies from the Hearts and Flower Bakery, uh, live and silent auction items. There'll be bingo, there'll be clowns, there'll be food and drink. Misericordia Art Department will be on display, and the Greco Garden plants also. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of live entertainment on the main stage. Uh, Finbar Fagan, the Shannon Rovers, the Heart Singers, the Heartbreakers, the Chansey Brothers, in spite of ourselves, will be there. And um, also in the North Tent, uh, there'll be uh, Dr. Mark and the Sutures. That's a good name for a band. And uh, Andrew Bloomquist. If you'd like more information, you can purchase tickets online and at the door. You can call 773-273-2744. Um, or you can just go to misericordia.org for more information. That is coming up on September 10th, 2023. I'll be working in the taco tent, Lindsay, and I have lots of ideas. We sold lots of tacos last year, and we will again this year. So come on out and have a taco. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. You're listening to Lou. When we moved in, we thought, oh, this house smells a little. It's the whole house. Do any of your friends ever come yeah, over? Yeah, my sister comes over and she says, your house stinks. Is she older or younger? She's younger. Oh, yeah, that's even worse. Taking your calls all morning. You know what I was thinking when your sister was in town, Lindsay? So one of the things that my wife always does with her sister, Nora, whenever they are together, oh, you guys, you're sisters, and they're 14 months apart. And Mary Beth will right. always say, this is my older sister, Nora. He's given all sorts of tips. So Thank I you. said to your sister, does that ever happen to you? You, where people, you know, say stuff to you about being sisters. She's like, okay, we're together. And somebody says, oh, which one of you are older? And she goes, Lindsay's five years older than so me. So that does not go over I'll well I'll take with it. You. I bet you would. And super advice. <laughs> she now introduces me a little differently. Thank you very much. <laughs> now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts sisters, Radio. Sisters, 
There were never such devoted sisters. Well, for being five years older than your sister, you look fabulous. No, sir. I'm here to keep my. It's because you got the facial and you got the bug bite thing going. Everybody thinks you got that. (laughs) Wow, did she get beat up on her birthday? What happened? Does anyone in your? I mean, my girls. No, my skin is like leather. My skin is like leather. Kidding me? The bug bite thing doesn't even know what's going on when it hits me. They're like, really? You got bit? I mean, the mosquitoes come to me and they're like, "Mm, let's forget it. I can't get through this. No, that's not true. 857-557-4LU-857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines, get as many calls in here as we can, because I am really looking forward to uh, my conversation about solar energy. We, Lindsay, found the, um, I'm actually speaking after 8.30, we recorded the interview yesterday to uh, the Deputy Director at the Solar Energy Technologies Office, which is a government agency called CETO, S-E-T-O, and we talked about um, kind of the, what's happening in the industry and how much more accessible it is and you know we we've had these conversations before where we can't quite get the straight answer of these companies that will put these solar panels on your roof and then you lease them but then they're the ones that are putting the power into the grid and you're i mean it's like a crazy little thing i was talking to my my brother-in-law and and sister-in-law peter and suzette live out in california and they bought a house with solar panels on it and when they bought the house like the lease got paid off. So now they, it's this very funny, it's like a lot of numbers moving around. And so we talked about the fact that what are the benefits of it? And uh, I, I think you'll find it pretty interesting. Uh, I, I did. I I could have talked to the guy all day. It was it was really quite interesting to me. You kind of did. It's really like... <laughs> I, in the middle of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am talking way too long. There's, it's only a four-hour show, and I could do all four hours talking about solar energy. 857 This is Marnie in St. Charles. Hi, Marnie. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. So um, we have a strange thing happening in a couple of the rooms on our house, in our house. Um, on the walls, there's this like chalky, white chalky residue. And it seems to be most concentrated like where a wall and the ceiling meet. That's not only the place that it is, but it seems to be there more than other places. And then in one of the rooms, I tried wiping it down uh, just with a wet rag. It looked better afterwards, but now I think it's starting to come back. How old, it, how old is your home? Uh, it was built in the early 70s. Okay, so it's, to the best of your knowledge, it's drywall, not plaster. Correct. And you said it's mostly where the ceiling meets the wall? Yeah, it seems to be concentrated there a little bit more, yeah. And if I'm on the outside of the house looking at where this spot is, what am I looking at? Uh Uh, is it a window? Is there siding? Oh, gotcha. Is it brick? What siding. is it? Siding. It's it's siding. We actually just got the siding replaced recently, but even before that. So this um, this was happening. Was be- this was happening before that. Right. And is there a bathroom nearby? Um. You know the. So it's an upstairs room, 
and then a downstairs room. The upstairs room, it is, uh, you know, it does share a wall with a bathroom, but not the downstairs room. Okay, so hold on. Bo- wait, wait, I'm doing my little Inspector Clouseau here. So uh, mm-hmm. do you have any idea who Inspector Clouseau is? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, all right, well, you know, Lindsay <laughs> has no idea. Um, so where this powdery substance is on the second floor... Is the powdery substance on the first floor in the same area? Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. They're both in the southwest corners of the house, both rooms. One, the downstairs room is um, an an addition to the house that that juts out um, from the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. But the other room is the most northwest corner. No, sorry, southwest corner of the house. But they're up and they're they're in relationship to each other. In other words, if I'm up on the second floor, that powdery substance is on the first floor directly below that, or no? Well, not directly below it because the the room on the first floor is an addition, mm-hmm. is a one story addition that juts out from the back of the house. Okay, and there's no chimney or venting in the wall that you're aware of. Okay, so the first floor room does have a fireplace in it with a chimney, but that chimney is not doesn't share a wall at all with the upstairs room that the problem is also in. Okay. All right. I was just wondering if there was like a like a mechanical chimney, like a B vent or something that's in the wall that would mm-hmm. heat up or something and cause this discoloration and this texture to mm-hmm. appear. Um, mm-hmm. You're not seeing any water damage or anything like that. It's just this little discoloration of uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like this white chalkiness, and mm-hmm. I can wipe it off. Right. But like I said, it. It's when's the last time you painted that? When's the last time you painted that room? Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been probably at least 10 years, I'm thinking. Okay, well, okay. If, if there's no evidence of water and there's no uh-huh. evidence of like a chimney that is buried behind the wall, it could be as uh-huh. simple as something called film failure of the paint. And so what you could try, okay, who is somebody use this the upstairs room does anybody use it or is it a spare room? Uh it's being used currently. Who and in what color are the walls? Like a sagey green okay. sort of. So why don't you go buy a um buy a quart of a stain killing primer called Kills, K I L Z. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in that area, <clears throat> wipe it down. Take a little uh-huh. uh, paintbrush and prime prime that area white. Okay. Three four inches wider than the area once you wipe it all down. When you normally okay. wipe it all down, how often does it then come back? Well, I just recently did the the whole wiping down thing. That was probably about mm, three weeks ago, and just yesterday I I noticed. That it seemed to be coming back. Okay. All right. So this is good then. So let's let's okay. let's wipe it down. 
Then I also I want you to do uh-huh. one other thing. I want you to take a little sandpaper or sanding sponge, lightly sand the area to open up the or to open up the probably an eggshell finish or something. The film a little bit, uh-huh. prime it, and then call me back in a month. <laughs> okay. And then let's see what happens. All if right. it doesn't come back, then we're repainting the room. Sage green is so ten years okay. ago. <laughs> tell me, tell me about it. <laughs> All right, call me in a month. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a try. All right, Marnie, have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, it's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. If the more time you spend in your kitchen, the more frustrated you become because you're always longing for more workspace efficiency or a sleek style that inspires. Get to the Edge Kitchen and Bath Inside Builder Supply Outlet. With a huge selection of cabinets, granite and quartz countertops, and hardware options, their design teams can show you how to transform your kitchen into one you love and love spending time in. For affordable design that inspires, visit buildersupplyoutlet.com. This is from the playlist on Spotify called The Best Birthday Songs. This Weird Al Yankovic. Right, you're rocking out. Although, uh, we are very fortunate here on uh, WGN Radio and uh, House March Radio to have uh, all kinds of listeners. We love all of you listeners, but one in particular that's always uh, a nice treat to hear from every now and then is the uh, very well-known, now-retired hockey broadcaster, sports broadcaster, Doc Emmerich, who sent Lindsay a beautiful, custom, Dolly Parton happy birthday song, where she's singing specifically to you on stage with your name. I mean, he's good. Doc Emmerich wins, right? I could not stop. I still am smiling. That was so cute. Doc Emmerich with the win. Right, that is goal. He got the goal. That was really something. My heart. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Uh, anyway, happy birthday. 857-5574, Lou. 857-5574-568. This is Tim in Loon Lake. Hey, Tim, good morning. You're on House Mars Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm well. How may I help you, sir? I have, um, I replaced the uh, floor, the concrete floor in my garage. And what I'm looking for, I did that about a month ago. What I'm looking for is a, a penetrating concrete sealer. Mm. I got a good one for you. You got a pen or a pencil? I have a pen. I have a pencil. Even better. I'm a pencil guy myself. I Even love better. a good pencil. Um, a good uh, pencil. A good pencil. I like a carpenter's pencil, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, you're going to go to bone dry com. Say that again. Phone or foam? Bone as in like a dog's bone. Oh, bone. Okay. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> that's okay. Me too. Bone <laughs> dry products. 
Oh my gosh. I was on okay. I was on the phone yesterday with this uh company trying to they were trying to verify my account and I have an email address where it's my name, you know, and the email address, and I'm trying to spell it to the guy, and he kept I was spelling it's Lewis, L O U I S, and he kept saying, No, it's not coming up. And he was doing L O U I F. And I was like, Lewis, L O U I S, like S is in Sam. And he just could not get it. So I get it. Sometimes it's hard to hear on the phone. Bone dry products.com. They make a silicon based okay. concrete sealer. That is, it's a Kenosha based company. Um, this absorbs into the concrete about an inch, it will seal out all the moisture. This product was developed specifically for commercial flooring, like in shopping centers when they, you know, build out a store and they put this down and then they put the uh, wood flooring or whatever it might be over the top of it because the moisture will kill it, right? All the traffic and everything. And it's used in highway construction. It's all this great stuff. And you can either buy it directly from them and they'll ship it. It is not inexpensive, uh, but it's very good. But there are some retailers also that you may be able to find on their website uh, where you could go and pick it up. Well, you, you say they're up in Kenosha? They are. Yeah, well, I'm in Antioch. That's about yeah, that's not too far 15 from minutes. From you go to, go to their website, yeah, I, I think you can go directly to them and buy it from them, too, if you want to go pick it up. I'll, I'll take a look at that. Um, I just wanted to let you know I'm a retired carpenter, 76 years old, 40 years of uh, uh, carpentry wow. union here. Nice. And uh, I think well, we need more. We need more tradespeople. Uh, I know they're really hurting now. All all of the trades, you know. And I uh, I think they should start pushing the trade school as much as they're they're pushing the uh, college. You know. I uh, I totally agree with you, and uh, and I think that uh, there there's more and more opportunity every day. I don't know if you listen on Sunday mornings, but, you know, there's a show here uh, from 8 to 9 in the morning on Sundays called The Worker's Mic. And it's a very good show. They talk a lot about the trades and the opportunities that are out there within all the different trade unions. And uh, the two gentlemen that host it do a very nice job of kind of uh, showcasing, you know, the great career opportunities within the trades as well as other, you know, other uh, professions that uh, that uh, you know offer a, a union representation and whatnot. So, you know, really is a, a great um, it's a great pathway to a, a solid middle class um, you know lifestyle. And it's a it's a trade in the trades in particular, carpentry, plumbing. Uh, obviously, you and I are more partial to the carpentry, uh, but uh, you know it's it's a it's a great career path. I'm glad that you had such a successful one yourself. Yeah, I never never had to pay for insurance. I have a pension for the rest of my life. Um, they pay you to learn. Right. They, I mean, if you go in and be an apprentice in the beginning, all of the trades they have that. Right, so, right. Just wanted to say that to That's you. That's great. Good luck to you. I appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, the news is coming up next. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Sunshine. Good day, sunshine. You know, the sun can do a 
amazing things for people. And not only you, but for your house. Now back to Lou Manfredini talking all things solar power right here on House Smarts Radio. Good day, sunshine. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Lou Manfredini here with you. All right, I want to talk a little bit about energy, and in particular, um, energy that's renewable, resources that we have available to us. And I know we've had conversations uh, on the air before with homeowners that have installed solar panels with third parties, and it's a very confusing thing. But the bottom line is, is that Solar energy really has such great benefits to us as a society and to ultimately, uh, you know, lessen our carbon footprint, help the environment. I mean, there's all these big pluses. And so I spoke with Lindsay and I was like, I want to find somebody that that only has an interest in trying to promote this and isn't necessarily trying to make a buck. So what did we do? We went right to the government. <laughs> Joining me uh, on the phone line right now is Garrett Nilsson, who is the Deputy Director of the Solar Energy Technologies Office. Uh, Garrett, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Uh, good morning. We're happy to be here. Uh, can you tell myself and, and the audience, um, what is the Solar Energy Technologies Office? Sure. So uh, we're housed in the Department of Energy, where Congress appropriates us funds to predominantly do, do research. Our job is to think, you know, five to 20 years in the future about what research needs to be done, what market improvements need to take place in order to proliferate solar and make it accessible to all Americans. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of our time and money doing research at universities, national labs. We work with state and local governments to drive down barriers to solar access and, and just really trying to make solar as cheap as and as abundant as possible here in the United States. I know that, that you have been uh, with this office for a number of years. Have you seen yourself um, exactly what it is that you're researching? In other words, is technology getting better? Are costs getting lower? And is it becoming more... Um, I guess accepted, uh, you know, as as the average person or even businesses to use solar. Yeah, I, so I've been here for about eleven and a half years, maybe a little bit longer. During that time, we've seen just an incredible change in the solar industry. When I first joined the office, I believe solar energy generated something around the vein of 0.1 percent of America's electricity needs, and now we're we're up over five percent of America's electricity is coming from solar. And we put some projections together a couple of years ago and to hit the uh, Biden administration decarbonization goals. And we don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that in the next few decades we'll be seeing solar provide 30, 40, even 50 percent of America's electricity and energy needs. Wow. So we're really seeing uh, the technology improve. Costs have come down precipitously over the last decade. And now we're actually really starting to see that deployment pick up. And when you think about the advent of things like the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, we really see that uh, deployment picking up even faster into the future. Mm. So it's a very, very exciting time to be in the industry. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's all this uh, talk, right, rightfully so, about climate change and, you know, the burning of fossil fuels and the mining, all those things that go in there. And and while solar, I mean, is is a big component of, of the ability for us to generate electricity, you know, from the brightness of the sun – you know, certainly wind and other alternative uh, sources are out there as well. I, I, I think you said you've been there about 11 years. I want to say it's maybe a 10-year-old article, and I wish I would have saved this, but and maybe you remember this, but somebody wrote an article that said if we were to build 
a hundred mile by a hundred mile array in like the desert, that that would be enough to power all the electricity that the United States needs. And I remember reading this thinking to myself, man, that would be awesome. We should be doing that right now. <laughs> Think of all the jobs we could uh, do uh, or, you know, develop if we did something like that. And, um, I mean, when it comes to generating electricity from the sun, it, it really does have to do with how many solar arrays there are to capture it, correct? Yeah, that is correct. I don't recall that specific article. And, and you know, obviously something like 100 miles by 100 miles is a very large area. But we're lucky to be a country that is blessed with a lot of land. Mm. And even more so, we're blessed with a lot of rooftops, whether they be urban, <laughs> suburban rooftops, commercial, industrial, or home. Uh, so through the combination of, of all of the different, you know, large areas that we are blessed with in the United States, we think that there is a path to, to definitely having a very, very significant portion of America's energy needs coming coming from the sun via, via photovoltaics and solar energy. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to the with with, with the the solar energy, I mean, certainly the, the sun, you know, we've got a nice bright day and, and the, the solar arrays are, are capturing all this. Then, you know, the combination to really kind of make it as turnkey as possible is that we probably need to store it in some kind of battery, right? Because we don't get any energy, you know, at night when the sun goes down. But with battery technology and certainly what we're talking about, you know, so many electric cars and that kind of stuff, that battery technology coupled in a home with the combination of the solar uh, panels could really be your your overall the only thing you use to power your home, right? Uh, yeah, that that certainly is a possibility. You know, a lot of that depends on, you know, how much load your house has, right. how large a battery system you have. But in the general state, yes, that's absolutely true. And I think what's really exciting is, you know, again, I was mentioning that we've seen a precipitous drop in the cost of solar energy, particularly as more and more has been manufactured around the world. You know, it's been a little bit of a lag, but we're starting to see that same thing with electric batteries as well. Whereas the more inst- more uh, manufacturing base there is, the more costs are coming down, being largely driven by uh, electric vehicles. But we're seeing more and more batteries going on the grid and more and more batteries going into people's homes. So we just see the combination of solar plus storage getting more economical and we'll be able to bring some really great resilience benefits to, to homeowners, to communities, cities, and, and the country itself. Yeah. One of the things that I think is confusing for a lot of homeowners is that, you know, you get these emails or you see these ads like solar energy, we'll put, you know, solar panels on your roof and it won't cost you a dime. And, you know, you have a lot of third party people, individuals that are coming in and it I, I can never quite get a straight answer out of any one of these companies about, you know, They'll put the panels on, but then they own the panel, and then you lease it, and you buy it back, and you know they're then providing energy into the grid. It is possible for the average homeowner, and I realize it's expensive, but if tomorrow Lou Manfredini wanted to put solar panels on his roof, and I wanted to go write a check and buy them and put them on there, I could do that, and I could, I mean, with the help of an electrician, obviously, and people that know how to set it all up. But I can do all that myself, correct? Uh, well, so I think it's one thing where we want to be careful in terms of, you know, what you mean by do it all yourself. Like, yes, you can add, there are many installers out there today. We're seeing a lot of deployment happening in, in the Chicago region where you are and nationwide. Um, 
you know, when any, ever anyone is putting penetrations in their roofs or dealing with electrical um, appliances, I certainly stress, you know, using professionals in oh, those instances. No, 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 please. But, I, you know, and, and I understand, okay. and I don't want to, I don't want to c- confuse you. I don't mean me myself, although I could do it. But I'm saying, okay. I'm saying, I'm saying that, in other words, instead of a third party that then owns the solar panel on my roof. And I'm paying them a lease. If I wanted to take on the whole project and have it professionally installed and the penetrate, all that stuff done right, but then I own the panels, then that's all 100% to benefit my home, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And today, you know, there are offers out there where you can pay cash, you can pay, uh, you can, their proliferation of solar loans is becoming more prevalent, so there are alternatives to the third-party ownership structure that, that you're alluding to. Right, right. And that, that I think that people really have to uh, spend the time to make sure that those numbers make sense for them as far as the return. I mean, I, I think that's always the the rub, right, when you're talking about technology like this. Everybody's like, ah, oh, but it's so expensive, and, you know, I could just pay the utility and it costs less, but the drive to uh, try and get us out of so much fossil fuel burning is just such a benefit. I I realize it's long-term. I mean, right recently, didn't California just a few years ago uh, pass a law that every new construction home had to have some sort of solar panel, uh, you know, put on there. And I think to me, that's smart legislation to almost, you know, let people get a little taste of it as part of a new construction thing, but then see the benefits uh, coming back to them on, on a yearly basis. Yeah, sure. You know, those, those policies are, are certainly exciting. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not a policy person, but it's obviously great to see people thinking creative ways about how to drive solar. I would just say, you know, that in, in much of America today, putting solar on your roof will actually save you money compared to your electric bill. So it's not a case that this is only about maybe getting your um, energy from a greener resource. On many cases, where you're able to see utility bill savings starting on day one. So it's really a, an exciting time for people to consider putting solar on the roof. Yeah, I, I, I really do agree with you. I, I think it just makes sense. And I know for a while people are like, oh, I don't want those things on my roof. But it becomes more and more acceptable. And now you even have manufacturers that have it integrated into the shingles themselves. I mean, so... Aesthetically, there, there's a lot of options. I, I, I have, uh, Garrett, if, I'm just curious, you know, when you look at the U.S. and our, you know, our solar, I guess, program or, you know, how we're adopting, and obviously we're a big, big country, but, I mean, are we in step with the rest of the world? Are we, do we need to play a little catch up or, or are we, you know, ahead or behind, you know, kind of what's your view on that? Well, to date, um, you know, globally, it's really been driven by different policy actions by different countries. Mm. So for a while, you know, Germany was really the leader where they put in some very attractive tariffs to help help pay for solar systems. Um, you know, in the last decade or so, we've really seen uh, Australia has taken some uh, great steps to be able to drive down the cost to get solar on the rooftops of many, many, many households. And now they're getting a very appreciable amount of their energy coming from solar. Uh, and so in the U.S., I think we're on the curve to start catching up with the folks that are a little bit further ahead. But, you know, we're a very large country, a very large economy. And I think what's really exciting for us is that, you know, we have 50 states and we're seeing, you know, all kinds of different ways that people are experimenting with how, how to get solar out there. Yeah. So 
I think the big thing for us is making sure that we are getting on a path such that we can decarbonize our economy in line with, you know, what this administration would like to see and then ultimately just kind of turn that into a, a more resilient and cleaner economy overall. Gosh, and it just begs, you know, the, the, the age-old thing is that, you know, technology always creates more jobs. And, you know, I understand if you're, you know, working on an oil rig and you're worried about the fact that I still want to be pumping oil, and uh, but, gosh, moving in this direction can just be such a positive for us, you know, globally and then financially. I mean, it's all, it's, it's a good thing. I mean, it is... Uh, it's the sunny side of the street, Garrett. That's what it is. It's the that's the that's the side of the street we want to be on. The sunny side of the street. Um, do you guys have a website where people could uh, spend a little time and learn more about some of the initiatives that um, that the that the U.S. government is taking to help us? Yeah, absolutely. And and we'll share some links that you all that you can post for your listeners. Uh, so you can just Google the Solar Energy Technologies Office, the Department of Energy, and you can find out about everything that we do. As it's particularly related to uh, homeowners, you know, we actually have some really excellent resources out there. So we have a homeowner's guide to going solar, which will explain how should you think about approaching solar for your home, the kind of questions that you should ask. We have a guide to the federal tax credit, which is a big deal. The Inflation Reduction Act has some very nice tax credits in there for homeowners. Right. We'll walk you through how that works. We also have a checklist for smart shopping. You know, you were alluding to earlier that there's a lot of people out there pitching different information about solar energy. And you know, this is a big investment. So you want to be well-educated and right. think through what makes smart shopping just the same way you would for uh, shopping for a car or shopping for another big sort of appliance. And then the one thing I would say, too, is that you know homeowners can certainly think about solar on their roof. But we're really excited about another, uh, another program called Community Solar, which is basically a new business model where a system gets built elsewhere and you can subscribe to it and get the benefits from it on your utility bill. And so we have a community solar basics guide as well so that people can think about maybe community solar being the right thing for them. And I'll just say, I know you're all based out of uh, Illinois. We uh, had a, we a program called the Sunny, the Sunny Awards, which recognizes innovative <laughs> community solar programming. And we recognize the Illinois Solar for All program in our inaugural round of awards for really driving bill savings and uh, increasing access to low and moderate households to allow more of them to go solar. I love it. That is absolutely fabulous. Um, Garrett Nilsson is the Deputy Director of the Solar Energy Technologies Office. This was a really terrific conversation. I really appreciate all the information, and um, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to speak with us. Happy to be here, Lou, and uh, yeah, really, really glad we got to have this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Oh, real quick, all of those pages he just mentioned can be found, by the way, at energy.gov. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We will take a quick break. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Let's get a quick call in here. This is Kathy in Tinley Park. Hi, Kathy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, I have a question. We have a 23-year-old home. Uh, it's uh, Nobody else has lived in it but us. 
uh, gas fireplace we use almost daily uh, in the winter. Uh, my husband, I, I, I think the, the chimney needs to be cleaned. My husband said no because we've never burned any any logs. It is. I would like your opinion about that. When you're doing a gas fireplace, um, the chimney does not need to be uh, cleaned as often as it would be if you're doing logs. So your husband is okay. is not incorrect in that. However, okay. um, the peace of mind of his wife is more <laughs> important than him being right. <laughs> so well, we all we all be married. Uh, 58 years. All right. Well, first September, of all, so. God bless you that you've been married to such a difficult man for all these years. <laughs> and if you go to if you go to lindeman.com or go to cleanfireplace.com, you okay. can have them come out and inspect your chimney. They will come out. It is not an expensive proposition. They will look at it. They will say, oh, you know, there's a couple spots here. Or, you know what, Kathy, this looks great. You have nothing to worry about. And then uh-huh. he's right that it doesn't have to be clean because you're not burning any wood, but you'll have right. the peace of mind, and God willing, he'll make it to being married to you for 59 years. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, that's great. Well, I just thought maybe other things can get in the chimney. Of course. Too. Why not get it inspected if you we haven't got it? We had raccoons in our house when we uh, exactly. took possession of right. it. We had raccoons right. up in our attic. Right. It's not a so I just no harm no foul to have Lindemann come out and inspect it. Okay, thanks so much, Lou. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Uh, you know, uh, I did miss the forty-three again, but it was in the middle of the solar interview. I didn't want to interrupt him. I know. Uh, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What did one raindrop say to the other? Oh, here we go. Two's company, three's a cloud. Hello. What is Beethoven's favorite fruit? Banana. Knock, knock. Who's there? Radio. Radio who? Radio not. Here I come. Ready or not, here I come. Okay, I'm going to turn the mic off. Only room for one clown on this show. You guys are laughing so hard I can't even hear you. It's inside laughter. I've lost my breath. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> on House Smarts Radio. So, uh, welcome back. 9-11 in the morning. We've been talking all morning about a bunch of different things. But in particular, tomorrow's Lindsay's birthday. And... Um, I was thinking, we were talking off the air, that you're going out to an early dinner with your husband for your birthday, like at 5 o'clock, to get the early bird special, because you're 43 now, as you crochet. Um, But I want you to try something. Have you ever heard, I don't know, Don or or, or Mark, if you've heard, have you ever heard of a liqueur called 43? Ah, yeah, I have heard of that. Uh Uh-huh. There's a liqueur. Call liqueur forty three because you're it's your forty third birthday. Mm. So I want you to go when you go out to dinner today. I found uh, you know how we do the cocktail things with whiskey acres. Mm-hmm. This is your drink. Okay. It's called the Ballon forty three. Well, I guess that's what it's called. I don't know if anyone's going to know right. what this is, but here it is. It's uh, one and a half ounces of the liqueur forty three. Okay, that looks to be like a, it's a Spanish liqueur. So it's kind of light 
in color. Um, three parts sparkling water. Okay, so that's looking good right now. Juice from half a lemon. Ice cubes garnished with lemon and orange slices. Doesn't that sound refreshing? Sounds summery. It is. Cheers. Summery. Yeah. Summery. Right? Cheers indeed. Happy Fill your day. glass with ice cubes and allow it to chill. Pour the sparkling water over the ice. Then add fresh lemon juice. Finally, pour the liqueur 43. Stir briefly. Garnish with lemon and orange slices. Enjoy. Now, what is it's the 43? It's fruity, sour, and sweet. Ugh. All of the above am I. The right? Spruce Eats says liquor 43 is a sweet vanilla flavored liqueur. <gasps> oh, that's right. I can t- I can handle that. They, there's even a pancake and cupcake recipe. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I love Come on, it. kids. Mommy's making pancakes. You- Mommy's making pancakes. <laughs> I've done a lot of research about your 43rd birthday. This is amazing. We're in a lot of trouble when you're 44 because there's nothing about 44. <laughs> we, we can go right to 45 because that's looking much better. There's a lot better stuff. But... 44, I got nothing. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to put it right out there. There's nothing. At least I still have At least I still have Ryan Gosling. You got Ryan Gosling. You know what I, I can't remember. Are you a, you know who else birthdays, uh, your birthday year? Chris Pine. Nice. Yeah. You're not a big Chris Pine. And he reminds me of your husband, David. Really? Yeah. I, I can see that. They're both, I mean, your husband, David, is quite a handsome young man. And Chris Pine, I think, is also a handsome young man, and they're both six feet tall. Did oh, you know that? You know. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, me and <laughs> Chris you. Pine. Well, you know, he was Captain Kirk in the new Star Trek movies, so I got a whole little thing for Chris Pine. <laughs> Very true. Right? right? Tell you what, the uh, Laker 43 pancakes sounds good. Look delicious, me. right? Did they you look, go to the website? They look delicious. They look yeah. perfect for a beleaguered birthday breakfast. Pick you right up. Thank you. Thank there you it is much. right there. He's just showing off at this point. <laughs> Going for it. Right. Just, you know, leaning into the activity. Leaning it. Right. That's a, you're just, you know what it is, Don? You're just all in. Right on. That's me. Okay. So, Liquor 43, when you go today for your dinner, will you promise me that you will ask, do you guys happen to have 100. Liquor 43? Absolutely. And then say, can you make a, well, they're not going to know what this drink is. How do you spell it? A balon? B-A-L-O with a hyphen oh, N. A balon. Alone. Okay. Okay, but the, just say. But then, what you could just say? Could you make it uh, with the liqueur, sparkling water, and lemon juice over ice? Mm-hmm. Did you say that? I wrote it down. Yeah, liquor forty three on your birthday. How, How about that? Beautiful. At your at your five o'clock dinner reservation. Didn't happen if you didn't video it. Got to yeah. be on Insta. Upload it. Oh, I will 100%. Yeah. And they on their website, they have really cool glasses, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know if they're going to have that either. It's sort of like, okay. you know, another thing at a bar that's hard to find that I have friends that really love. Anyone ever have a drink with St. Germain? Oh, yeah. So St. Germain is like a, it's, a, it's a, also a liqueur, but a bunch of drinks are made with St. Germain. Like a lot of gin drinks. And we have friends of ours that just love it. And if you go there, like, do you have St. Germain? They're like, no. You know, I don't know. Good luck with that liquor 43. But I want a picture. Like Carmen said, if I don't see a photo, forget it. I'll have him bring the bottle over. (laughs) There it is. Mommy, why is mommy sleeping? Mommy's sleeping. She had pancakes. (laughs) Mommy had the pancakes. (laughs) Happy birthday. 
Uh, 857-557-4, 857-557-4568. When I click on this line one, who is, what is this person's name on line one? Would you know if we go? We're going to go to line one. Oh, Monica. Monica in Chicago. Hi, Monica. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm calling today because I was trying to do a project and fix some paint over my bathtub and unintelligently put a ladder in a fiberglass bathtub and got about a like a half dollar sized crack. And I'm looking for a solution to get that repaired. A reputable contractor you'd recommend. Bummer. Crack like you cracked that it's leaking. Um, it's not leaking. I have, I mean, I just, it's fortunately away from like the water. So I've got, um, some duct tape and plastic over it and the water doesn't tend to reach it, but obviously we don't want to crack in our bathtub long term. Mm. I mean, I really, this is not, um, there's nothing they're going to do to the crack that's going to look good and last for a very long time. Okay. So what you so you have a and let me, the rest of the bathroom looks fine? Yes. Okay. Um here's what if it were me, this is what I would do. So where the crack is where the ladder was, it's not necessarily a place where you stand. No. It's kind of on the corner on that edge, right? You're right, so it's the opposite side of where the water comes out, so it's okay. like, you know, away from the... the and is it on the side of the tub? Like, if I'm in the bathroom looking in, obviously, I don't really see it until I approach the tub. Right, you would only see it if you were standing in, in the, the standing tub. In the tub, right. Okay. Um, so here's what I would do for the fix. And One other question. What color is the tub? Cream. Okay. This is what I would do if it were me as a temporary fix until you you your only option is either to reline that tub like with a bath fitter where they put a acrylic tub liner over the top or replace the tub for a permanent fix but in the interim i would take the duct tape off where this crack is this sounds a little odd but i would take like a little utility knife and kind of Cut a little wedge, a slight wedge, in the crack that you created. Okay? Okay. Gorilla Glue makes a polyurethane clear, non-foaming glue that you can get at the hardware store. And you're, you're going to wet, dampen the area first. It reacts with water. So you're going to dampen the area, and then you're going to carefully squeeze a bead of this polyurethane into that crack, and it'll build up a little bit, but it will absorb into the fiberglass and help bond those two pieces together. It's almost like you're doing a polyurethane crack fill if you were going to um, uh, stop water leaking in your basement wall type of thing. It will bond. And it okay. it may, if you're really careful and detail-oriented, you may do this, and it might be a little clear line, but it'll kind of blend in with the color. It'll keep the water out. It'll keep the um, the crack together. And, you know, you could this could last for years, okay? 
But then if it really bothers you, then eventually you're either going to replace the tub entirely, which is crazy, but or bath fitter or, or one of these luxury tub liner companies will come and they'll fit a new tub liner right over the top, caulk it and finish it to the existing wall tiles that you have. And if I didn't tell you it was a liner, you wouldn't know it. Thank you. All right. Great. Thank you. Good luck, Monica. I appreciate you calling. Sorry about that. That's a bummer. Those fiberglass tubs are beautiful. They don't, you know, they're affordable, but they're they're susceptible to that. And, uh, you know, the lesson there for anybody listening is to be very careful if you're ever up on there with a ladder. It's a lot of, it's sort of like, uh, you know, they talk about uh, people to wear, uh, see what I caught myself there, people to wear high heels. And, you know, the amount of uh, uh, weight that is on the end of a heel people i was going to say when women wear high heels but not just women wear high heels that's my point i'm a modern man and i haven't even seen barbie yet um and uh so the weight the concentrated direct pressure that goes in there can really put a lot of force in there so be uh, very careful uh real quick before we take a break i want to tell you about our our august product of the month giveaway from toro it's the um Toro August giveaway. It's the 60 volt max brushless chainsaw at WGNRadio.com slash contest. Easy to start, easy to use. Uh, you cut big logs like a pro with a 16 inch full bar and chain. The brushless motor gives you more power right where you need it to make outdoor work a breeze. Get more done too with up to 50 cuts on a single charge on an interchangeable battery that works with a full lineup of 75 plus Toro tools for all season power. Enter to win the Toro 60-volt Max Brushless Chainsaw at WGNRadio.com slash contests. That's WGNRadio.com slash contests. This sweepstakes ends August 31st at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. We're uh, gonna, uh, you're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break and be right back. You know what is a really amazing thing is modern plumbing. You never know what you're going to get on this show. I'm sitting on the couch, and Max had some friends over, and we have a powder room on the first floor, and this young man like, oh, Mr. Manfredini, where's your bathroom? Oh, it's right through the door there. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. young man goes in there, and, and so then I start thinking about modern plumbing. He's always thinking. And I'm thinking to myself, we really take modern plumbing for granted. Outside the... Lou. This kid probably really regretted asking. No, 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 no. I, I just, <laughs> Do you have any idea how lucky you are? Yeah. <laughs> and you, too, are the lucky ones, because he's taking your calls right here, right Modern now. Modern plumbing is something to marvel at. Now back to Lou. You walk into a bathroom right now, and it doesn't smell. I do. Right. I do. <laughs> right here on House Smarts Radio. Really is. 857... Five five seven four Lou, eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Jenny in Naperville. Hi, Jenny. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi. How are you? I am fabuloso. <laughs> um, so we actually have two quick things. One, we had a we had some mice in our basement. So a gentleman came out and was very thorough, and he noticed because he kept moving the insulation right around the house. You know, he'd lift the drop ceiling, and he's moving the insulation, and he saw that our rim joist got cracked, and he thinks it's even when they put our deck in. Hmm. Is that something we need to worry about? Like, we've been there 20 years. Well, 
Are you getting any? So, in other words, you had a deck put in. How long ago was the deck put in? I mean, we've been there 20 years, so we just never even knew that that was cracked. You right. Know? right, right, right. Um, he noticed that when he was trying to find where the mice were coming in. Right. right? Is that something we should worry about? So the rim, jo- you know, the rim joist, for those that don't know, is the 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 deck of the floor you know sits on top of your foundation and then there's a joist that kind of runs around the perimeter of the house to kind of be the end of the deck the entire rim joist tends to sit on the well there's a typically a piece of treated lumber that's right on top of the foundation and sits on top of that so it's it's very well supported typically every 16 inches or so if okay. You know, a crack in a rim joist, if it's cracked in one spot but not in the other, that's not really the end of the world. Um, Okay. I think now that you know it, it probably would be wise to go to each one of those pockets where the rim joist is and just sort of look at it and say, oh, it's cracked here, but on the other side it's not. If all of a sudden you see a consistent crack going, remember that it more than likely in a house, is the house older than 20 years old? Yeah, so it's just nailed to the end of those joists. So every 16 inches, it's nailed there. And unless you see any rotting or egregious cracks where there's, like, giant, you know, holes, I think you're okay. Well, that's it. That was the second part of my main question. (laughs) So, wait, right in the middle of the house in the basement is our, right above it would be our sliding glass door. Right. And when he started pulling that insulation out, he's finding the mice holes. And it's because the wood is rotten. He said he's filling it with caulk, a piece of copper mesh, and then caulk. But he said when he went to grab the insulation, his figure went right through that wood. Right. So, so that, right, so only, that, it's the only part right under the sliding glass door. Right. So, so that is a bit, that is a different issue than a cracked rim joist. So there, right. the okay. problem is, and I assume when I walk out of that sliding door, that's the deck right there. Yes. <laughs> so that's so probably when that when they put that boards out. right when that 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 nailer that's against the house probably has to come out and then that rim joist underneath that door has to be cut out and replaced and there's a good chance too you've got to redo some flashing and you know the the flashing detail that was on that ledger board for your decking back then isn't like it is now so you really you need a really good oh. deck builder to come out right. and take that all apart. So, well, I mean, I'm I'm just deck tech. No, that's fine. Deck tech. Our, our question, like, can you fix it from the inside? Can you, like, piecemeal new wood down there? But now you have to pull that whole thing and make it all fresh, right? A hundred percent. Okay. We're, our more worry was that the mice keep digging a new hole. Like, can we just put wood up? But you're saying... While it's nice out, you better get that all fixed, right? 100%. Deck Tech offers <laughs> deck uh, carpentry services, and they would be someone that you could certainly call. Thanks so much for the phone call. We need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy, look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so You can text us at eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. You can also call. We'll get to more of your phone calls uh, before we leave at ten o'clock this morning. 
But Lindsay, you were born in 1980, right? And I mean, I know you don't remember 1980, but, um, you know, we're a lot of talk about inflation right now, you know, with the inflation, how expensive everything is. Do you know in 1980, the yearly inflation rate was 13.58%? Did you know that you could buy a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head for $4.77? Wow. The average cost of a new house in 1980, what do you think it was? Um... $68,700. A gallon of gas, $1.19. Ronald Reagan was elected president the year you were born. The U.S. defeated the Soviet Union in ice hockey in the Olympics, what was dubbed the Miracle on Ice, the year you were born. Mount St. Helen erupted. Mm -hmm. Sadly, John Lennon was killed on Mm -hmm. the year you were born. December, yes. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing I think you're most excited about. 3M, in 1980, started selling its latest product, the Post-it Note. <gasps> Post-it! Yeah, right? My faves. All those things that happened in 1980. CNN, you know, the cable news network, that launched in 1980. Really? Yeah, the year you were born. Huh. How about that? What a, what a year. It was a big year. And then we talked about all the different people... Uh, here's the popular TV shows uh, that'd be right up your alley. Ooh, let's hear them. The Facts of Life, mm-hmm. General mm-hmm. Hospital, mm-hmm. Dallas, mm-hmm. The Dukes of Hazard, <gasps> yes, and Disney. Chips. Do Wait, know, you don't know Disney Chips, wasn't. do you? No, and I don't. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. And <laughs> popular yeah. music, like one of the number one songs, was was kind of fitting for a radio show. Blondie with "Call Me," uh, right? Queen, another one bites the dust. Diana Ross, upside down, upside down. Boy, you turn me in. You don't, you don't know that song, do you? No. Right. Anyway, lots going on. Okay. Happy birthday oh, tomorrow. Thank you. It's your birthday year. tomorrow. Great year, August 20th. You're so nice. And so many people sent in some nice text messages all with, so... and with different um, recipes for the li- what, Liquor 43. Oh, so that people know about it. I've never heard of it. Well, look I'm at so you. Excited to try it's it. It's a first day. Try to make it you till. Know, a... Try to make it past six o'clock at your date. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Got up early. Story. Early dinner. Uh, honey, are you okay? I'm. I'm just so tired. Ooh. Do you have some text messages? I do. All right. First, Lou. There are several scratches on our black powder coated metal outdoor balcony table, caused by sliding clay pots across it. What hmm. can I use to repair those scratches? Well, if it's metal and it scratches, it's probably embedded in the finish itself. So what I would probably do is take a little sanding sponge, try and blend it all in with the surface, and then get an appropriate can of Rust-Oleum spray paint. Um, They have this new one with a five-in-one tip, which is kind of cool. You can change the pattern depending on what you're spraying, you know, and uh, re-spray the whole top. Just make sure you put some newspaper or drop cloth around on a balcony so you don't overspray onto other stuff. But uh, you'll get pinpoint accuracy with that five-in-one tip on the Rust-Oleum spray paint. All right. Next, what is better to use when trying to divert water from your downspout PVC or corrugated drain tile if you're going to bury it in the ground? I would do PVC underground you have to really be mindful of the pitch and make sure that when you set it in the ground you you dig a trench that has at least a quarter inch per foot uh, eighth inch per foot is enough eighth inch per foot with a downspout 
and you put a little level on there to make sure that, you know, basically if you take a four-foot level on that pipe and the bubble is to the back line, that's kind of the trick, right? The bubble to the back line as it goes away, that'll be enough pitch, and then you can bury it. It's a good idea to put some gravel, tamp it down so it doesn't move before you backfill over the top. How about one more? Oh, wait. Oh. Um, oh. 9.43. Oh, you're so nice. Thank well, you for all I the birthday I missed a couple love. of them. Uh, a few weeks ago, you uh, suggested putting a box fan at the bottom of the stairway as the upstairs had a different temperature of 3 to 5 degrees. Um, if the fan has helped. Would you recommend installing a ceiling fan in the stairway? Would that work as good? Yeah, I mean, it, well, no, well, maybe. The whole idea is that your staircase is a giant piece of ductwork. And so if you, by putting a fan at the base and blowing that up, you're creating back pressure. And essentially, you're, you're not only pushing some of that colder air that's on top, but the physics of it is it's hitting each other and it's kind of holding it in place. Um, if anything... If you were to put ceiling fans in the bedrooms and actually run those on reverse to kind of draw some negative pressure to keep them in the room, that would help. I get that the fan at the bottom of the stairs isn't the greatest thing because you're banging into it all the time. But when it's really, really hot, it can be a very effective way to keep things cool. That's our Just Text Me segment, 857 This is Julie in Washington, Illinois. Hi, Julie. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm well. How may I help you? Okay. I have a question that I just can't seem to find an answer to. Um, so I have a ranch house built in 1980, and I have a sump pump that runs very frequently. I have a backup pump. I have a generator. But what I'm trying to do is go to the source of where all this water is in these drain tiles uh, near the footings of my house. I had a plumber come. And he, you know, took a camera and went through. And the front part of my house, where there's just a peak and no gutters, it's it's just full of water. So it seems like whenever it rains, it just gets the water to a certain point, and then it just starts flowing through. So the plumber said one solution would be to put in an exterior sump pump. I would love to do that and have another one. That would be good on the outside of my house. But I'm concerned about the only place it can go is beneath the two-bedroom windows. Would we be able to hear that sump pump going off in those bedrooms? Is this in the front or the rear of the home? It's in the front of the home. Okay, and are you higher than the street? Yes. Okay. I don't know that I would put a sump pump there because um, the problem with the sump pump is what do you do in the wintertime, right? Right. And well, it's going to be, yeah, okay, go ahead. Right. So it's going to get cold. And, uh, uh-huh. and then you got to worry about, uh, you got to worry about it freezing. And okay. then if it freezes, then what? Then the pump doesn't work. Right. Right. Um, uh-huh. so, uh, let's think about this. What I would probably do is think about, um, instead of, all right, so you're Washington, Illinois. So you're, well, that's way, you're like down by Peoria, right? Yes. And we get these big rains. Yeah. We get seven or eight or ten inches. Yeah. I'm doomed. So here's what I would do. I would get a landscape contractor down there 
to okay. put in a uh-huh. catch basin in that area that we're talking about and then dig a trench okay. from the catch basin towards the front yard underground towards the street and then at the end of it put in what's called a bubbler pop uh, that would pop up and then that water would collect and would gravity would take it to the front and would solve your problem. Okay, Here, that was one of the solutions. I don't. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want is? I'm not sure. Well, a catch basin is what would be the sump pump would be in anyway, but you're not putting a pump in there. So okay. it's like oh, a okay. hole. It's like a hole in the ground. It's a big. It's like t- imagine a 55 gallon drum buried in the ground okay. with a grate over the top of it. Okay. So the water's going to go in there. It's going to get to a certain level. It's going to get to the pipe, and the pipe is going to be angled down towards the street. And at the end, in your front yard, it'll pop up when it rains, and that water will just then go into the street, and off it goes. you got to make sure that where you live allows that, but I'm pretty sure they would. The other thing to check okay. is on that sump pump. Like you said, it runs quite frequently. Like, it's not raining right now, is it, down by you? It's it's not on right now. In these drought conditions, it's not going. It's okay. just that once it starts raining, we get a couple inches, then it goes. Okay. So the next time, and this will freak you out a little bit, but the next time, I want you, when it's raining and it's running, I want you to go there and unplug it. And I okay. want to know if that pump is too deep in that pit. In other words, it's okay for that okay. pit to hold water. If you unplug it and all of a sudden it rises up a couple inches and then it stops, well, then if you uh-huh. raise that pump a little bit, it won't run as often, you know, to drive you crazy and have you, you know, be worried all the time. And then the fact that you have a backup is a good sure. thing. But if you want to relieve sure. some of that pressure with what I just described, um, I have a really good friend of mine, a landscape contractor up here. He doesn't go to Washington, Illinois, but his uh, Tommy Polina Landscaping, if anybody's listening and needs this kind of stuff, they really specialize in this outdoor drainage thing. And they come out and shape okay. the soil and the earth. And if you find it, there's a landscaper down there, I'm sure, that will do this. This is a landscape contractor. Uh-huh. And we're just trying to okay. pop this plastic catch basin in the water, put some PVC piping, which probably even has some holes in it. So as it drains down, it'll you know it'll empty into the soil as well. It won't just all concentrate down. And that will okay. probably relieve your problem for you as well. Thanks so much for the phone call. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll be right back. 857-557-4LU. This is uh, Denise in North Lake. Hi, Denise. Hi, Mr. Lou. I feel like I won the lottery. I got through to you. Oh, that's My so nice. My question is, I have an existing like patio that has the inexpensive patio blocks, the cement ones, and it's several years old, so they are very faded. <clears throat> but I want to extend the patio how and I bought some new blocks. How could I fade the new blocks? Uh, how many are you going to lay in there? Probably thirty. Mm. And you're not going to fade them. Um, I bought some muriatic acid. I thought I could do it with that. Yeah, that'll actually. I mean, you you probably have a better chance of brightening the old ones. You know, cleaning up the old ones first. I power washed them and they look pretty good, but okay, what would but the, I? But the new, um, but the new ones are still way brighter. Oh sure, a lot more color. How big of an area is the existing patio? Uh, 
it's pretty big. Okay. It's, um, and are the blocks maybe twenty feet? And are the blocks that you bought the same size? Yes. Okay. So, if you had nothing else to do, and you eat, okay. and you eat your Wheaties in the morning. I do. So you said you're going to put in how many new blocks? Thirty. So take up 15 of the blocks randomly in your existing patio. Okay. Put the new blocks where you took the old blocks out. And then randomly mix the old blocks with the new blocks. And you'll be the new kid on the block. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Okay, Lou. That was good. Uh-huh. Wait, hold on. Thank you. Our- there you go. Okay. I'm just helping. I'm having my own show in my own head. But if you mix them that way, they'll kind of blend it all in together. Very good. I like that idea. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, but eat your we- you. eat your Wheaties because it's going to be a lot of work. I'll- not a problem. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you calling. He's laughing. Yeah. Okay. Thank T- you so take much. Care. That's our last caller today, sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric. When you're heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I mentioned that um, we are, are very proud that uh, we're celebrating t- a 10-year anniversary at our store, our Villa Park Ace Hardware Store, and we have a little anniversary thing going on today. So if you happen to be in the area, our address is 46 South Villa. I'm going to be there from uh, 1230 to 130 if you want to come out and say hi. This morning, uh, we're working with Fetching Tales Foundation, and there'll be adoptable dogs there. You could possibly meet your new furry friend from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and there's a bunch of giveaways and fun stuff. Uh, Ten years went by super fast, and uh, it's just amazing. A big thank you to our entire staff. It really is uh, something. Lindsay, happy birthday. I hope you have a great early bird special. Uh, Bring your coupon. Make sure you don't pay full price for the meal. Uh, We love you and hope you have a fabulous weekend. And I love you for listening. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with more House Smarts Radio. Have a terrific weekend, everybody.